Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers, I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Matty D. And unless they find a cure for his wife, he's going to turn the entire city into an eternal winter. The Ice Age. Yes, and if you didn't want to know that, then you shouldn't be listening to the show because that is a spoiler. It certainly is because that's what we do on this show. So Matty D and I have watched all the trailers for Ghostbusters, Frozen Empire, and we're here to predict as much of the plot as humanly possible. But if you want to put one of our previous predictions to the test, you currently can, because in cinemas right now is Madam Web, mm. the last movie we predicted. Yes. Because it's been that long since we've done an actual movie prediction on this show. Can you believe it? Crazy. Fresh in time for Valentine's Day, so take your loved one down to Madam Web and have a good old time. What better way to enjoy Valentine's Day? I hope there's a funny dance scene in the movie. Yeah? Yeah. Because I'm hoping for Morbius too. <laughs> you really you know want what I another mean? Morbius. Yeah. Well, same writers. You think that they will do that? Same studio. Or do you think they'll look at everything that happened in Morbius and be like, let's just do the opposite? If they were smart, they'd do that. But I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen in that movie. Uh-huh. So, as I mentioned, we're here to talk this week. We're here to predict what's going to happen in Ghostbusters Frozen Empire, which, of course, is a direct sequel to Ghostbusters Afterlife, which, of course, we've covered on this show. We did a plot prediction for it way back in, like, 2019, maybe 2020. Mm-hmm. And the movie was released, I believe, in 2021, after sitting on the shelf for a while. Uh, And then we did an actual spoilers episode where we went back and looked at how well we did predicting it. And so I'd strongly recommend going and listening to those uh, episodes as well, because I think they're going to be valuable in the lead up to this one. Uh, This movie, by the way, is dedicated to Ivan Reitman, who died in 2022 and will be released on Ghostbusters' 40th anniversary. So, Ivan Reitman was the director and writer of the original Ghostbusters movie, and I believe he directed the sequel as well, Ghostbusters 2, and he was a producer on Ghostbusters Afterlife as well. Cool. And yeah, like I said, he died in 2022. His son is now the producer. I think his name is Jason Reitman. Okay. And yeah, he's uh, been working on these new movies for the last couple of years. So, as I said, we've talked about Ghostbusters Afterlife before, and uh, Matty D, what were your thoughts on that uh, previous movie? Well, we covered it, right? And yes. Our- I listened to our actual spoilers episode I yesterday, I so remember I remember my- your thoughts. Yeah, I can't remember my thoughts. I think I-, I liked it, I think. Okay. Anyway, it's a long time. I don't recall a lot of it. The only thing I do recall is the end where all the Ghostbusters show up. Yeah, of course. But I think in hindsight, I kind of got over the the location where it was filmed. So, I'm really happy that they're back in New York. That excites me. So, you describe your thoughts on Ghostbusters Afterlife. You said it was, quote, incredible. Cool. You said it was your second favorite Ghostbusters movie in the franchise. (laughs) I mean, come on. (laughs) That's pretty. That's a pretty low bar. (laughs) Yeah, you know. Given that they've never made a good one outside of the first one. I mean, we liked the uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife well enough. I said it was okay. That was about as close as I got to uh, liking the movie. Uh, I still listed it as my second favourite Ghostbusters movie, though. <laughs> there we go. I thought, listening back to that episode, I thought the movie, like, pandered too much to the original movie. Like, mm-hmm. they didn't do anything new. No. Which is why I'm really interested to talk about this new movie and even see this new movie, because it looks like they're doing stuff that they haven't done before, for the most part. You we're think seeing, so? We're seeing a lot of callbacks, but, like, we're getting a storyline that we haven't had before. Like, the whole villain is a completely new villain. They're not just rehashing old villains like they've done in the last two the, movies. The villain is exciting. The villain is exciting. I think it has this element of it's kind of scary, it's kind of intimidating, 
but it's also in the Ghostbusters world. So I'm excited yes. for that. So I do see what you're saying. There are new elements to this movie, but there is a lot of stuff. I'm seeing a lot of standard callbacks. Yes. Which we've seen over and over again. Yes. yes. Well, you did say in that previous episode, how come they didn't have Slimer in this movie? It's so weird that they mm. didn't have Slimer in Ghostbusters Afterlife, that is. You're like, it's the only Ghostbusters movie that doesn't have Slimer. And I said, well, that shows excellent restraint, given that Slimer was crowbar. Well, into he's here now. All the other sequels. But yeah, he's definitely back now. And he's a puppet again, which I appreciate. They're not doing CGI Slimer. He seems to be a puppet, which I'm very happy about. But we said the same thing about Ghostbusters Afterlife. They did a great job making the effects look similar to the original movie. So, of course, I think they're going to bring that over to this new movie. So, what do we know about Ghostbusters Frozen Empire so far, Matty D? So, we've got one trailer, right? And we've got, I think, two teaser trailers. Well, that's what I've been able to find. I found one teaser and I found two official trailers. So there was right. an international trailer and one that just called the official trailer. Yes, yes. And from those trailers, we can see that it looks like Dan Aykroyd is back. He buys a backroid artifact uh, and yeah. that possibly causes some stuff to happen. But essentially, it's a hot summer in New York. Yeah. But all it's of like a sudden, the opening of uh, Die Hard 3. <laughs> yes. But all of a sudden, it gets uh, infested. With uh, winter. Covered with uh, ice. Yes. At some point in the movie. At some point in the movie. And so our new Ghostbusters will have to work with our old Ghostbusters. We see some returning faces mm. to fight this new- Old evil. in every sense of the word. Yes. Given yes. that they look very old and tired, like I said last time. Yes. Well, Winston looks okay, but the other two- Winston looks great. The other two look like they need a long nap. <laughs> a long permanent nap. No, I won't say that. Because one of them already is doing that. So, uh, watching that uh, official trailer as well, I've got a note as well that, like, in every single fucking modern trailer, the trailer opens with a single piano note. Mm -hmm. Have you noticed that during the show that yes. every single trailer starts off with a ding? Every time. It annoys me. It annoys me up the wall. <laughs> it was it was like that trend when every trailer would go at some point <laughs> in, like, the sort of post-Hans uh, Zimmer phase. Yeah. But yeah, I think this is even... I think it was started with Star Wars Episode Seven. I'm pretty sure that was the thing that really kicked it off. That was the one that really sticks in my mind because it worked really well in that trailer. Well, it hadn't really been done before and everyone was like, oh, how cool and, and there moody. Was, there was kind of like this sentimental sort of nature to it as well. Yeah. It was kind of like really ominous, you know. So, it worked for Star Wars and I think they've just carried on ever since. Yes. Uh, but and I'm, it's, it's really tired now. But again, bringing back an old song as well. We had oh, Cruel yeah. Summer playing. And that was in the teaser, wasn't it? Yes. Uh, I don't remember there being any specific songs in the other two trailers I watched. No, I don't if think so. there was. Yeah. Maybe the Ghostbusters theme appeared in it. Yeah. But yes, the Ghostbusters are back to save New York, it looks like. Yeah. Back doing standard shit. But I do have the official synopsis from the uh, website as well. And it goes as follows. In Ghostbusters Frozen Empire, the Spengler family decide to leave Somerville, Oklahoma, and go back to where it all started, the iconic New York City firehouse, to help the original Ghostbusters who have developed a top-secret research lab to take busting ghosts to the next level! Exclamation mark. But when the discovery of an ancient artifact unleashes an evil force, Ghostbusters new and old must join forces to protect their home and save the world from a second ice age. And that's from Sony Pictures. Mm -hmm. Good, good, good info. Good info. I tell yeah. you what I like right off the bat as well. I know we'll talk about the cast, but I like the inclusion of the of comedians in this movie. Yeah, I feel like there's something they have to do. Yes. I don't know why they didn't do that with Ghostbusters 2016. They just, did yeah, do that. Just joking. It's what I liked about it. They had Chris Hemsworth <laughs> yeah. attempting comedy in that movie. <laughs> 
So, very vague summary there, but I guess- I thought it was pretty handy. We see in the trailer that there's a, there's watching, a lab. Watching the teaser trailer, I'm like, I have no fucking idea what's going to happen <laughs> in this movie. And yeah. then when I read that synopsis, I was like, oh, it makes more sense now. But I was like, I still don't know what's going to happen. And then by the time I'd watched all the trailers, I'm like, okay, I've got a clear idea now. Right. Well, that's good because we're working together this episode. That's right. So, yeah, I, I would say that I'm somewhat confident in where I think the movie's going to go. But as is standard, the end of the movie is just up in the air because, of course, they don't show footage of what's no. going to happen at the very end. Yeah. So, let's talk about who's in the movie. So, I've broken everybody up into categories. So, I've broken everybody up into our returning characters from the previous movie, our returning Ghostbusters from the other two movies, and our new actors as well. So, returning from the previous movie, playing the character of Gary Gruberson is Paul Rudd, and returning as the character of Callie Spengler is Carrie Coon, and returning as the character of Trevor Spengler is Finn Wolfhard, and returning as the character as Phoebe Spengler is McKenna Grace. It sounds like you have something we've, to say about we've Finn We've missed Wolfhard. you, Finn. <laughs> he hasn't had any work Where since the last Where have you been, buddy? <laughs> He's been doing stuff, I guess, but uh, nothing we've been following. <laughs> Timothy Chalamet is here, so yeah. Finn Wolfhard is kicked to the I'm surprised that Trevor wasn't replaced. <laughs> Like in the Adams Family, in the Adams Family 2 when they replaced uh, Finn Wolfhard because his voice got too deep to play Pugsley. So I mentioned that McKenna Grace is returning as Phoebe Spengler and returning as the character of Lucky Domingo is Celeste O'Connor, who was in our last plot prediction, Madam yep. Webb. Yeah, she was. So we can see her in two movies in the same year. Great. <laughs> and returning as the character of Podcast is Logan Kim. We love Podcast. Yes. And he's going to be back doing more podcast stuff in this movie. Hopefully. I hear that he's uh, expanded over into Instagram. So, returning as the character of Dr. Peter Venkman from the original Ghostbusters movies is Bill Murray. And returning as the character of Dr. Raymond Ray Stance is Dan Aykroyd. And returning as the character of Dr. Winston Zeddemore. I didn't realise he was a doctor. Maybe he was the whole time. Maybe he became a doctor. Perhaps is Ernie Hudson, who we last talked about in our Congo discussion. Yes, that we, we had, did, yes. Where he was great in that. He movie. was awesome, <laughs> surprisingly. And returning as Janine Melnitz is Annie Potts. And returning as Walter Peck, of all people, is William Atherton. Yeah. Back from the first Back movie. Back from the first movie. Looking I, really old. I love that he's getting some love. I haven't seen William Atherton in a movie oh, since yeah. the 80s. <laughs> he seems like a much nicer person. Maybe like age has mellowed him out. I the guess character, so. I mean. We can talk about it a little bit in a sec, but my guess is he's going to be just largely relegated to a cameo yeah. rather than having a significant impact in the movie. I think he's going to introduce Winston. That's what it looks like in the trailers. Yeah, that'd be my guess too. So, our new actors. So, yes. brand new characters to this series. So, so playing the character of Nadim Rasmati is Kamal Nanjiani, who, of course, we've seen several times on this show. Yep. We've covered him in several movies. We first saw him in Men in Black International. And as well, he played uh, Kinga in The Eternals. Yeah. He was great, great Eternals. To, oh, was he? <laughs> great to see him back again. So, he did a show called Welcome to the Chippendales, which I thought was really good. It's on Disney Plus if anyone wants to watch it. But uh, he was really, really good in that show. And I've never seen him do a movie where he's given like a similar performance. Oh, come on. He was good in Eternals. I don't think so. Okay. He plays a serious character with somewhat of a comedic edge in Welcome to the Chippendales. I think this movie is perfect for him. Yeah. yeah I don't yeah, know exactly. how much he will be I don't be think he's going to be a huge character in this movie. Again, I think it's somewhat of a, like a little cameo. It seems like it. He's the guy that has the artifact, right? That's right. That's right. There was a moment in the trailer where he, like, finds a secret room behind a, like, inside, like, a pantry. Okay. And I'm like, I don't know where that ties in I, at all. No, I don't know. So, I'm like, best to ignore that. <laughs> Never mind. Maybe he finds the artifact in, like, in a secret room but that's he's, behind, like, in his cupboard in his apartment. But, he, he, tells, but he tells Ray that he's had it for years. Like, it's a family thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he moved into his parents' house and just in a back room. Maybe. In, in a secret. That cup. could be the start who of the movie. Who knows? Yeah. Who anyway, knows? We'll talk about it. 
So, playing the character of Dr. Hubert Wartsky is Patton Oswald, who, of course, played Pip the Troll in Eternals. Yes, yes, <laughs> We've there got is. two Eternals actors yeah, in this man. movie. <laughs> Great. And last but not least, playing the character of Lars Pinfield is British comedian James Acaster. Very excited that he's in this movie. I love oh, really? James Acaster. I've yeah. never heard of him before. Have you in never my seen life, any no? of his comedy? Nope, never. It's really good. I not think a big like comedy it. guy. Okay. As we enough. probably know from this show. <laughs> so. A cast this big tells me straight away that the characters we see the most in the trailer will be our focus characters and the other actors will just pop up from time to time. Yes. Or will just be standing around in the background holding people's coats. Yes. Yes. Agreed. There'll be cameos. They'll come back for the final fight. At least our old Ghostbusters will. I definitely don't think Bill Murray is going to be like a huge character in this movie. Just judging from the trailer. No. Because he really only appears in like one scene in the trailer and it seems to be right at the end of the movie. Yeah, the impression I get is he's going to arrive at the end of the movie. I think he's yeah. going to be around beforehand, but he's only really going to come into the movie right at he the end. He might have a little bit beforehand, you know what I mean? But a very, if at all. Like my thought was he only turns up for the final fight. Yes. Because it doesn't seem like this would be the sort of movie that he'd really want to spend, you know, every single day of the <laughs> shooting schedule working on. No, no. Like, he probably shot his scenes in one day. I think we're both on the same page. I think it's going to be final climax of the movie. The old Ghostbusters come in, suit yes. up, and help our new Ghostbusters fight the bad guy. Yeah, that was my thought as well, because that's what they did in the last movie. Yeah, and that's what makes me doubt it, because would they redo what they did in the last movie? So, I'm presuming there's going to be way more Ray in this movie. I think it's going to be yes. more like your prediction of the previous movie, where Ray was sort of like a mainstay character <laughs> through the whole it's thing. It's looking like it, man. So, yeah, my thinking is that Ray is going to be in this movie way more than he was the previous one. Mm-hmm. He's going to be like a main character in this, as well as Winston. I think Winston's going to have a bigger role in this yes. as well. Well, yeah, it seems like Ray's driving the plot. Yeah. Very much so. So, the new guys, new Ghostbusters are going to find Ray. We'll, I guess we'll talk about how we f- think that's going to fit in there. But it seems like Ray is the guy that's driving the plot. And Winston seems like he's gone up in the world. Yeah. Maybe. Well, we knew he was a big money guy in the previous movie. He was paying for uh, Ray's rent at the occult shop that he still seems to be working in in this movie. Mm-hmm. So, we knew that from the previous movie. So, he has got um, money and we know that he's going to open up like this Ghostbusters research center. Yes. So, I do have some information about the movie as well that wasn't in the pre-release material. Well, let's hear it. So, this was in Empire Magazine, just to reference that, because I think it was uh, the most recent issue of Empire Magazine, from the point of this recording, gave some more information about the characters. So, Lars Pinfield, who of course is James Acaster's character is a nerdy inventor who works with the Ghostbusters in their New York headquarters. So, not the one uh, that we know from the previous movies. They've got a new research center, which is seems to be founded by Winston. Yeah, Winston set this up. And I'm presuming Ray as well is involved. So, that makes sense. They want to explore kind of artifacts or things that are kind of yes. paranormal. But just watching the trailers, we can tell straight away that uh, Lars is working with the Ghostbusters in yes. this facility. Because so we, pat- that, we see that quite prominently. Uh, I also read that Ray and Podcast will spend a lot of time together in this movie since they, you know, Ray is his only uh, listener to the podcast. <laughs> and Podcast is renting Ray's basement to film an Instagram series called Repossessed. Okay, cool. I wonder what uh, Podcast's parents think about that situation. <laughs> Hi, Mum, I'm going to New York to move in with this random old man who listens to my podcast. Make your dreams come true, son. Yeah, sounds great, son. Doesn't sound sus at all. Uh, by the way, podcast looks a lot older in this movie, as does Phoebe, because if you remember this movie, the original movie, as in, oh, it's confusing, Ghostbusters Afterlife was filmed in, like, 2018, when they were basically still kids, yes. and then it wasn't released until 2021, so they were teenagers by the time it was released, and now we're picking this up three years later, so they're near nearly adults at this point. Yeah. 
Yeah. Isn't that crazy? It is crazy. Remember remember when we covered that last Ghostbusters movie and they were doing the press tour and they're all adults? Yes. Like they- well, not quite. She was- well, no. There was- McKenna Grace was 15. But they were older than what they looked like in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, Finn Wolfhart was about 18 when they filmed that original movie. So, he would have been in his early 20s by the time they did the Wouldn't press Wouldn't that second. be hell just to do a press tour- about a movie that, you know, you're a teenager or a kid in and you're just like, oh, jeez, I'm so yeah. embarrassed. <laughs> this yeah, is what well, I look that's like. what I thought was crazy. This is with, what I uh, sound like. That's what I thought was crazy with McKenna Grace because I'm like, she looks so different yes. to how she does in the movie. Yes. So, I also read that Phoebe is obsessed with catching ghosts and she's in her element in New York. Okay, cool. We see that in the trailer. Yeah, well. we do. We do. And we know in the first movie that she was the most like Egon. So, I guess the more she's involved yeah. in the Ghostbusters world, the more she's in her, in her element. So, she seemed the most keen on catching ghosts in that original yeah. movie as well. So, it would make sense that that would carry over to this movie as well. One question we had when we recorded our actual spoilers episode, when we found out there was going to be a sequel, we said, will podcast's real name be revealed in the sequel? Do you think it's going to be the case in this movie or do you think it's going to remain a secret? I want it to be a secret, so that's what I'm going to say. Yeah, me too. I'm, I was going to say it's going to be something they carry over. There's no promotional material that indicates what his name is. I feel like that might have been leaked unless yeah. they're keeping it for a gag. But well, it could be a gag, actually. They could make a joke out yeah. of it. But I think it's going to be just... Yeah, podcast. I think it's a character thing. So, I think they're going to keep it a secret. Mm-hmm. Like it's part of the character motivations from what I understand from listening back to that uh, previous episode we did. Also, no sign of Sigourney Weaver in this movie. She's not credited at all as being no. in the cast. Do you think she'll make an appearance at all in this movie? I would like if she did, but I think that if she was, she would be in the trailer. Yeah, I think so they too. Would have, they're not going to, they don't really need to make that a surprise to make people, whoa, whoa, look, Sigourney Weaver's there. So I feel like if she was in it, she'd be in the trailer. Yeah, I guess so. As a selling point. I guess, it, unless it was like a post credit scene, you know what I mean? Maybe. She's having lunch with Oscar, the forgotten about Oscar. <laughs> yes. Her son from uh, Ghostbusters 2, yes, who yes. we thought for sure was going to be in Ghostbusters yes, Afterlife, we thought wasn't sure. even mentioned. Yeah, no. As we suspected last time, I have a feeling that Ghostbusters 2 has been completely retconned and nothing that happened in that movie actually exists in this universe anymore. Well, they don't really reference anything. All they reference is the Marshmallow Man incident, right, in all these movies. And yeah. The Ghostbusters ghostbusting. And if the second movie existed in the universe, the Ghostbusters would be more of a big deal. Yeah, I guess they just want to forget about that second movie. Yeah. <laughs> Quite like a lot of us. Even though it was the first Ghostbusters movie I ever saw. Me too, me too. And We've that, talked about that, this before. Yeah, that movie has its charm. You know, it's funny, unintentionally and intentionally. It follows the formula of a Ghostbusters movie perfectly. So, if anything, it's a boilerplate for us to help us uh, track what's going to happen in this movie or in the previous movie. So, yeah, great. Should we get into it? Let's do it. So, how do you think the movie is going to open? Because I think, as is standard, it's going to open with a scare. It's got to be a scare. And I think I saw in the trailer there was a scene where Ray goes into a library and gets scared by a ghost. Now, I know they did that in the previous movie, and I know they did that in the first movie, so I don't know if that's too similar to what we've seen before, but that was my first thought. But I do agree with you. It's got to start with a scare, So, and I don't think it's got to start- I can't just copy the first movie. No, yet. no, but it's- not- I, have a, I have a point in my mind where that ghost, the librarian ghost fits into the plot. Right. Well, it could there be- There is a point where they go to a library to do to research. To do research, yeah. yeah. That was my other thought. I th- thought, oh, they'll go do research, and then it'll be a cameo I spot. don't know if you, you thought this as well, but I believe Dr. Hubert Wartsky, Pat Nods, character uh-huh. works in the library. Oh, I thought he was in the lab. No, he appears to be in the library. Okay. 
Is he like a fanatic guy as well? Like he loves ghosts and mysteries? So, my theory is that in the New York library, the one from the first movie, the one with the lion statues out the front. Yep, they come to life. M- yes, in this movie. I don't quite understand why that's happening or how we can work that They're into the haunted. plot. <laughs> we'll just throw it in there randomly at some point. So, my theory is that he works in the New York library because we see them go to the library and he takes them down an elevator to a lower level. Yes. I believe they have like an occult books section, uh, sort of like that's cordoned cool. off, sort of like the restricted section in Harry it, Potter. Yeah, I like that. So, I think Ray has contributed a lot of books to this section. And so, he, so Dr. Watsky and Ray are friends in a way. And so, whenever Ray needs to do research on the occult, he goes to this special section of the library, which is run by Dr. Watsky's character. Yeah. That's my theory anyway. And he's like, Ray- you got to return your books. You've yeah. bought, you're hoarding all these books. What are you doing to me? And, of course, when they go to do research on this artifact, we don't know what the artifact's called, but we just know what's inside the artifact. That's when I think he's going to run into the librarian ghost. Yeah. But that's later in the movie. I agree We're still you. in the opening. So, maybe in the opening it can be uh, Nadim. Uh, his jump scare introducing the artifact in early. Yeah, I guess he's got to find the artifact. Maybe he's like round at his parents' place and he's just going through all their knickknacks. Yeah. And he's just in like, boxes and What's things this like this old that? thing. But the thing, why I doubt that is because he's so nonchalant about giving the artifact to Ray. Or maybe that's what we see. Maybe we see him giving the artifact to Ray, that discussion that we see in the trailer, and then something oh. spooky happens, and then and then he's blown away, right? And Ray's just like, uh-oh, there's more to this. That I did think that as well. I did think as well, like, maybe we open with Ray's shop. So, we're introduced to Ray's shop and everyone bringing their possessed possessions. There's, there's a line of people just bringing what looks like junk to Ray, and I think yeah. he's just going to look at it and be like, oh, this is scary. Wow, this is yeah. just a... This is just a Oh, the saxophone plays itself in the middle of the night. Oh, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. okay, right. This I'll is give just you 20 bucks for it. This is just a Felix clucker. Oh, crystal yeah. vodka. Huh? <laughs> now, this is valuable. Yeah, this is valuable. I hear it's filtered this through diamonds. This is the purest crystal vodka. <laughs> Um, I want there to be crystal vodka in this, this movie. This is the third time we've done this joke just, on this I show. I crystal vodka. But yeah, Kamal obviously steps on. He's like, well, I, have I got something special for you? Yes. This has been in my family for... I've had this for years... And it's, you know, this uh, ancient Sumatran artifact or wherever it's I from. I use it to hold my door open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Ray looks at it and goes, this is quite interesting. And you know, uh, <laughs> he, he identifies it immediately. Nadim is like, uh, well, I'll take uh, 40 bucks for it. Yes. Oh, I've never seen anything like this before. 60 bucks? <laughs> <laughs> and then I think what's going to happen He runs is- like his- Ray runs his PKE meter over it and it reacts. Yeah. And then sort of like clouds form above them and they're yes. like, what's going on? And then I guess something's going to happen, like some sort of ghost is going to pop out. Yep. We don't see anything specific in the trailer, but I'm just presuming yep. ghosts will pop out and scare everybody. Actually, a doll gets possessed. We do see in the trailer that a doll gets possessed and I didn't know where that fits into the plot. So, maybe- one of the possessed possessions is a doll and it just suddenly springs to life yeah. and starts terrifying people. That'd they all run cool. out of the shop. Well, I think what's going to happen is that there's going to be a lineup of people and when uh, Nadim comes in, the character's name is Nadim, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Nadim comes in with this art of, oh no, actually everyone comes in and, and then at the end of the day, Ray's about to close and he's yeah. like disheartened. And then right at the end, Nadim okay, comes in and goes, better. hey, that way the, the store's clear, right? Hey, I've just come in late. Yeah. I've got this really good thing. Ray's like, just come in tomorrow. He's like, no, you really want, I, you really need to see this. Whole explanation yeah. about it. And what then, we just discussed. And yeah. then what? And then you know, shit starts hitting the fan. And then Nadim is going to end up with egg on his face. He's going to be the character that, yeah, I guess you know, so. Is scared or? But I love the idea of a doll coming to life, yeah. and chasing them around. And then love like that. Nadim's like, oh, is there anyone we can call? And Ray's like, I know who to call. And Boom! Then, Title screen. We go straight into opening credits. Cool. I love that. That works for me. That's a great button on the scene. And then of course, what has to happen next is we have to rejoin our characters from the previous movie. 
who are presumably getting ready to travel to New York City to visit the Ghostbusters. Yeah. So are they in a car driving to New York? Are they at home just I packing I think they're up? at home packing because I think we have to sort of see them all in their element before they travel to New York. And I think that the character arcs here are going to be... My, my presumption as well is that Winston has invited them up to show them the new research centre because they're obviously um, satellite Ghostbusters working off in this remote town in mm. Oklahoma. And he's like, well, you've got to come check out this brand new research facility. So you think that's how it happens? Yeah, I believe so. And maybe maybe there's an element with the family that they're like, look, there's a lot that's happened here in this house. Maybe we just need to, to get out. Go to New York City. Well, I don't think they're that uncomfortable being there. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? We don't have to be that dramatic because we're just copying beats from the previous movie if yeah. that's the case. Yeah. But what I was going to say is I think Trevor is going to hate the move. Well, they're only going for like a weekend. Yeah. Why? He doesn't seem to be going you against it in so? the movie. No. Okay. Because uh, even Lucky is going along as well in okay. some circumstance. I think she might make her own way there rather than traveling with them. I don't know what your thoughts were. Uh, I thought going with them, but maybe she does go her own way. Maybe they do decide that they're going to... Maybe they meet up with her in New York. Maybe she's already there. Maybe he's like, hey, I'm going to be in New York on these dates. And she's like, well, I'm going to be around that area, so we'll meet up. Yeah. Have some kissies. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if they were even dating in the previous movie, but they might be now. It was the love interest, though. She was the love interest yeah, for Trevor. Yeah, but they never, like, did anything in that previous movie, if you remember. Well, maybe this we will be in the movie. <laughs> yeah, maybe he's, like, more into her and trying to, like, express himself to her and it's going to be, like, a whole to-do. Yeah. I could see that happening. The trailer makes it look like she dies. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, yeah. so She's definitely put in peril in the trailer. Right. But, yeah. We're saying that the Spengler family are all loading up, going to New York. That's correct. So, we have a few moments to reintroduce ourselves to them. So, we see, obviously... Phoebe being weird. She's doing whatever random stuff she does. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see Trevor, I don't know, maybe he's uh, umming and ahhing about how he's going to ask uh, Lucky out. I keep wanting to call her Celeste. I really <laughs> badly want to call her Celeste because that's what I called her in our original plot prediction Yes, for Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yeah. So, in my mind, the character is just Celeste. Yeah, but she is lucky. She's lucky. And she's uh, she's lucky to have a man as good as Trevor who's pining after her. And maybe she just doesn't see it at this point. Lucky to be in two great movies this yeah. year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> two Sony movies, mind you. Yeah. Wouldn't it be funny if like he he's like going to ask her out and she already has a boyfriend? <gasps> Are we putting too much complication into this relationship? I think so. I think so. I mean, let's it keep could it be simple. funny. Could let's, be keep, funny but- let's keep it as simple as possible. So, yeah. So, that's our storyline for Trevor. It might not even happen in the movie. This is just pure speculation. And then, of course, we've got uh, Callie. And Gary, who obviously are in a relationship now. The whole little family are all Ghostbusters, I've noticed. So, yeah. yeah, uh, There's a scene in the trailer where, again, I didn't know where it fit into the movie. (laughs) He wants to bust Ghost. Where where Gary says, you know, busting makes me feel good. And I'm like, is he talking about uh, ghosts here? Or is he talking about another type of ectoplasm that might be floating (laughs) around in their relationship at the time being? Yeah. (laughs) Maybe that scene happens right here at the start of the movie. Maybe. I mean, it looks like their house, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that works. That works. uh, That sounds like she's trying to convince Gary not to do ghost busting, but he really wants to do it. I don't know why she would be convincing him not to do it. She wasn't even really doing it in the previous movie, and he was. I don't know. That's what it seemed like to me in the trailer. Yeah, well, I didn't understand it. Maybe he was just making a joke. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Maybe he was just like, look, I just really want- She's like, don't. (laughs) Just one time, I want a ghost bust on your face. Yeah, just do it once. (laughs) It's like the videos I like. Oh, my God, here we are. Let's move on. Let's move on. So, they travel to New York. I don't know if they've uh, given the Ecto-1 back to the Ghostbusters, or if if they've kept the Ecto-1 for themselves. Oh, yeah, because they do have the Ecto-1. Because it was uh, good old Trevor who put it back together in the previous movie. Mm -hmm. So, it would be kind of rude if the 
Ghostbusters, the original Ghostbusters were like, well, we'll take that back. Thanks very much. Maybe they're taking it back to the Ghostbusters. Yeah. That makes sense. Maybe they're like, hey, do you want this back? We have no ghosts here in uh, Green Hills, Montana. No, that's not where they are. Mm. Somerville, Somerville, what was it called? Uh, I can't remember the name of the town, yeah, but it was like a small town in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Because they cleared everything up there, I imagine they don't have any uh, ghosts anymore. So, they were like, all right, well, you know, we'll give your uh, equipment back. We Mm. don't need it anymore. But, you know, it'd be great to see this uh, research facility that you've got cooked up. Yeah. And see what's going on. So, yeah, obviously, they traveled to New York. Now, do you think at this point we'll have our first ghost-busting scene with them? So, we see in the trailer that uh, the four of them are in the car. So, Trevor, Callie, Phoebe, and Gary are in the Ecto-1. They're all suited up in Ghostbusters uniforms. And they have uh, Phoebe hanging out the side chasing what looks like a giant uh, eel ghost that's burst out of the sewers. I kind of thought that that was happening a little later. And I thought that was happening when the- And I thought that was as a result of the artifact causing stuff. Well, the artifact has already started being active at this point, so it would make sense that a ghost is around. Right. So, they arrive there. All of a sudden, they see weird stuff. They suit up. They go after this ghost. Yes. And then they're like, why is this happening? Well, they they capture the ghost by using like a, a ghost trap on a drone, on yes. like a little flying drone. They Phoebe manages to have it fly up and drop yeah. down onto the giant uh, eel ghost. But that, that sort of equipment feels like they need to reunite with the Ghostbusters before that. Well, it's probably something Phoebe invented because okay. we understand that she's somewhat of a, an inventor, somewhat of a scientist okay. herself. <laughs> so, my theory is she's come up with this new equipment. Okay. Uh, because then as well, we know that they get arrested after this uh, incident and then they get put in front of Walter Peck. Yes. And later Winston. And then, yeah, later Winston. So, yes. and he, that and would he- make sense in the in the sequence of events. Yep. Love that. And also that puts them on the radar for Ray or podcast. And then Do you think like- Walter Peck is still in the same job or has he gone up in the world? Because it looks like uh, a little bit like he's a judge now or some sort of- uh, Well, they make official. a joke, right? They make a joke about- Yeah, they say like, like oh- uh, Denied and uh, yeah. that sort of stuff. Motion approved, whatever that silly joke they made. Because I trailer. thought he was the same job, but then after because he was, was an like- environmental protection agent yes. in that in in that previous movie, in that original '84 movie. Yeah, so he was an environmental protection agent in that one. So he was making sure that what the Ghostbusters were doing isn't harmful to the environment. And obviously he uh, <laughs> and he was a good guy. You know, he was really uh, tam- and he had no dick. And he, yes, he was he really no like tamping down hard, clamping down hard on the Ghostbusters, trying to get them shut down. And so from what we see in the trailer, he's just like, "Oh, Ghostbusters, right? Those guys are a menace. I've been trying to shut them down for forty years." Mm-hmm. Yep. And he tries to lay the law on them. Yeah, and do you think Winston steps in and sort of uh, rescues them from this situation? Yes, like- uh, but I think it's going to be like, well, I need to refer you to my higher up and see what he has to say about this and where as the audience being like oh no who's going to come out are oh, they going to have okay, another this is interesting. another suit that comes out and yells at them and it comes out as Winston and Winston just goes got it from here don't worry about it we're going to let him go but why would Walter Peck even though he just said he wants to shut down the ghostbuster be working with a ghostbuster and why would he be a higher up uh, it's just, the impression I got was that Winston was running everything. Okay. Well, if you, you saw think? it in the trailer, I trust you. I don't remember that specifically. You, what, what, what impression do you get? So, what do we see in the trailer, just to make it clear? Uh, so, what we see in the trailer is they're in the room together. So, it's Walter Peck and Winston's next to him and Winston's standing up. Maybe that's why I think Winston has more power. I don't know. And he's talking to the Ghostbusters. Okay. Well, fair enough. I, I thought it was more of a circumstance of like he steps in and it sort of ushers them well, away. That, that could easily be the case as well. Yeah, like, like he comes in and he's like, you, we've told you before, Walter Peck, you have no grounds to do any of this uh, 
stuff that you're doing. Okay, that makes more sense. Let's go with that. I mean, you could be right, but, you know, I'm just just trying to make it as clean as possible here. And that's probably the best way to go because, yeah, why would he be working with a Ghostbuster? It just seems like uh, Winston's very, very powerful. That's the impression I get. Okay. But uh, he could just be running the laboratories and got his hand in a lot of pots and stuff like that. Because it doesn't make sense to me why he'd be working with Walter Peck Mm -hmm. if he's also running this laboratory that Walter Peck's trying to shut down. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. I don't know if he became- I'm just trying to go the simplest route possible without making this complicated. Do you understand? (laughs) Yes. All right. Let's do that then. Okay, so he steps in, Mm -hmm. basically like a lawyer, essentially, and says, uh, you have no legal capacity to detain these people or shut us down. Or Fuck you, Walter Peck, you have no dick. And replay that joke. And we love that joke. (laughs) Everyone laughs and Walter Peck looks sadly down at his crotch. (laughs) So this leads us perfectly into Winston introducing our returning characters to this brand new Ghostbusters research facility. Come see what we've been working on. Where we get to see Lars Pinfield for the first time, who's filling in basically. They they were very careful to say this in the uh, Empire Magazine article. They said he's not specifically uh, replacing Egon, but he's an Egon-type character. Right. Yeah, and he comes across as like the Q of, uh, yes. of this world. He right? is the Q. He's lo- sort of like a more nerdy Q he's gonna be very of the bumping. Ghostbusters universe. He's, his hand freezes at one stage. Yes, yeah. I think he's going to freeze totally because that's the last time we see him in any of the footage. So yeah. I think they're going to have to try and uh, dethaw him somehow yeah. by reversing the effects of the... That we haven't even talked about it yet, because I guess we haven't got there in the plot, but mm. what this uh, evil presence is that's coming from this artifact. But we can yeah. get there very shortly. But, but yeah, yeah, because they, they could say to them, oh, there's been all this weird stuff happening yeah. very, very recently. So, ghost attacks are on the rise yes. from what we understand. And we haven't seen a ghost attack in X amount of years. Yeah. Right, not, they'll since, do that. not since back at your place. <laughs> yes. Back in whatever year that was, we don't know. Yes. Could be 2019, could, could be 2021, be. who knows? And so maybe they think... Well, they've got, like, ghosts uh, running free, basically, in this facility. It's almost like a little zoo for ghosts. Yeah. And they're like, what? You've got just ghosts running around rampant? And Winston says, like, we spent 40 years catching them, and now we can study them. We can spend our time studying them and understand more about them. This surely won't set up to anything catastrophic happening. Yeah. It won't lead to Slimer running around doing stuff. Yeah, well, we know how they're all going to escape, because we see it in the trailer. The Uh, ghosts, that is. Yeah. So... I guess this is where um, we can be reintroduced to, uh, after this scene, I suppose, we can be reintroduced to Ray and Podcast. So, we understand that Ray and Podcast are living together. <laughs> so, buddies, weird. Podcast is somehow renting his basement. Like, where's Podcast getting his income from? Clearly not his podcast. Come on, Podcast is a very lucrative uh, career. Are his parents paying for the rent? <laughs> He's getting- I'm happy for you to stay with that strange old man in New York who we've <laughs> he, never met. You know, he advertised on his podcast. With the one listener. He, sell, he sells we Dollar that, Shave. We know that Ray is the only listener and Ray has no money. <laughs> maybe his podcast is booming now. Maybe Could ever be. since maybe ever since that first yes. movie, his yes. podcast is super successful, which is why he's branched over to Instagram. And he's just exploiting only that. fans, yeah. I kind of- <laughs> No. I kind of like that, though. I kind of like the fact that he's exploiting the event and saying, like, oh, what happened behind the scenes and, you know, what you didn't know about, da-da-da-da-da. Well, and he just- seems to be doing an Instagram series about the possessed items that- Ray gets in through his bric-a-brac sort of junk shop. Right. 
So my guess is he's like filming the objects and it's like, this object was, you know, once blah, blah, blah. This saxophone plays itself at night. Join me for an unboxing of this artifact. Yeah, that sort of joke. Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, if he's an influencer, I don't know. Maybe they won't even say how he's getting the rent. Maybe yeah, Ray's- I, I Keep it as simple as possible. Ray, Ray's just like, you can stay here because Ray's a cool guy. He's probably not charging the kid. Yeah. And they're buddies, as we understand. Yeah. And so, obviously, uh, Phoebe will be happy to be reunited with her friend Podcast. They'll be happy to see each other again because presumably yeah. Podcast has been away for a couple of years or you know, maybe a couple of months yeah. at, the, at the least. And, yeah, we get to reconnect with Podcast. We get to see a little bit more of Ray. And then I guess Ray will say, like, well, I've got this uh, artifact. I want to take it to the research centre. Well, maybe he comes. Yes. Maybe it's more cleaner if they arrive. Yes. Podcast and Ray arrive at the research centre when, uh, you know, Kelly, Trevor, Phoebe and Gary are there already. That makes sense. And we can have the reuniting of everything happening there at the research facility. Scene. Yeah, it makes sense. Well, Ray's just like, I don't know what's happening with this. I know a little bit about it. But yes, it's causing all this stuff happen. To yeah, happen. it's like it, well, when we uh, they, like it's it's ghost levels. The PKE meter, like the levels are off the charts with it, mm-hmm. and uh, it, when you touch it, it has some sort of uh, supernatural reaction. So I think as well, this would be very clean. We're, we're very cleanly jumping from scene yeah. to scene to scene that we've seen in the trailer. So I think he's going to leave. So Ray is going to leave the artifact. With Lars at the research center, and then presumably Celeste is going to be there as well. Yep, and Lars is going to play Celeste, with Celeste, I did it. Lucky. Lucky is going to be there as well. And then the rest of the gang, well, at least Phoebe and Trevor, no, Phoebe and Podcast and Ray, uh, maybe the rest just go to check into a hotel or whatever. Like, we just need them <laughs> out of the picture for the time being. Trevor, right. Callie, and Gary, that is. Well, they go back to the old, f- oh, no, they, the, the old firehouse has got to happen later. Yeah, hey? a little bit later yeah, right. on, because they have this new facility. From what I understand, I could be completely wrong in the future. This new facility is not connected to the no. old headquarters. No, I don't. I think you're right. But we do see the uh, the old headquarters in the trailer, so that's going to come into it, but Correct. probably at the climax of the Janine's movie. just still there as the secretary, as, yeah, answering she's the phone. Ghostbusters, well, we see her answer the, the phone. Ghostbusters still- exist in this universe so presumably they still use their headquarters for their you know ghost busting operations mm-hmm. for as little or as big as that is but yeah, they we know birthday that- parties for yeah <laughs> for kids who couldn't get he-man yeah exactly so yeah we know there's ghosts around so obviously it's, they're somewhat back in operation or at least winston is in some capacity mm-hmm and we know that they've got a team there as well, so they might have a little team of Ghostbusters. In the in the Ghostbusters video game, wasn't Winston like, you know, he ran the Ghostbusters like a business and he set up like clusters of Ghostbusters all over uh, the I place? don't remember. And maybe they're doing something like that. Maybe. Yeah, that sounds good to me. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But yeah, I imagine Janine is still working as the secretary in the, uh, the original Ghostbusters building. Mm-hmm. And they, they can give her a call. <laughs> you know, maybe they get her at the start when they're like, we're going to call somebody. Yes. And she answers the phone. I don't understand why, like, she's answering the phone rudely in the in the trailer. Like, that was a joke that they did in one of the previous... I think it was the first movie. She gets pissed off for some reason and answers the phone and says, Ghostbusters, what do you want? That was like a one-off thing. I mean, sure, she's already pretty, like, dry and uh, emotionless. Well, I think that's going to happen when they're about to go into the action scene or the fight scene or whatever. And the well, phone she's with rings. them. Yeah, yeah. But the well, phone- maybe they call her up. Before- to- Come downstairs, Janine, we need you. Well, they're, they're in the headquarters at the time, right? And then yeah, exactly. I think the phone's going to ring and she's going to pick it up and be annoyed because she's got to go off somewhere and go, like, what do you yeah, want? Well, we know the world's going to shit, so wouldn't mm. the phone be ringing off the hook? Yeah. Anyway, we can get there later. So, I think it would be a great point at this stage to have Phoebe Podcast and Ray leave Celeste and Lars in the lab with the artifact and then go to 
the library to meet with Dr. Wartsky. So they obviously, like, we've got to learn more about this artifact. We've got to find out what La- it is. Lars and, Lars and Lucky? <laughs> no, that, that wouldn't work. <laughs> Come on, man. Do you know something funny, just, just to sidetrack a little bit? James Acaster, in real life, lost his girlfriend to another comedian. Do you know who it was? No. Rowan Atkinson. Oh, really? <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Yeah, so like he goes like when he talks about it, he says like I can't be angry about it because it's too funny. Yeah. <laughs> like you can't of, write comedy like out that. of all the people, right? You lose your girlfriend yeah. to Mister B. do. So she's like, I'm a gob now. Yeah, the girlfriend cheated on him for Mr. Bean. Yeah. <laughs> he gives her like a ring box and it's just a picture hook in it. I wouldn't even be mad. Yeah. I'd be jealous. Yeah. I wish I was dating. Yeah, I wish actor. I was dating Mr. Bean. Anyway. Anyway, yeah. So back to this. So we, we understand, as we said before, that, well, as I theorized, that Dr. Wartsky has this whole section underneath the New York Library yes. that's on occult books and they can go down there and do research to on find out what this, this artifact yes. and we understand that it's containing the death chill. The death chill, right. I believe that's what it's called. So, the death chill, I was a little confused here because I thought the death chill was like uh, the energy that sort of is freezing everything but when I looked into yeah, it- Yeah, that's part of it too. Right. The death chill is a person. It's that figure with the it's horns. It's the demon with the horns that we see in the trailer. So, is right. it both? Yes, yes. So, that's the physical form of the death chill, but okay. before that, it has an incorporeal form, which is just yeah. like a, a steam or like a mist. It's kind of like got an over-the-garden wall, if you saw that cartoon series. No, never seen uh, it. The, the beast in that looks kind of similar to what they're going with here, like a tall, dark figure with horns. Big horns, okay. That he puts on himself, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. I guess he, at some point, he forms into a physical yes. presence, I guess, when he has enough energy. I don't know. Maybe, like, with more ghosts being released, the stronger he gets. Because he feeds off fear. So, with more fear, the stronger he gets. So, obviously, when enough people uh, are fearful- that's when he can form into a physical manifestation of the death chill. Yeah. But they're in this library. They're doing research on it. They find out it's attached to yes. this event called the and death like, chill. We've just got to make sure that nobody uh, releases uh, this this death chill from this artifact. And then meanwhile, back in the lab, we've got Lars like messing around yeah. with it. And he'll definitely mess up. Yeah. And then he'll release the, this incorporeal version of the death chill, which like I said, is a, like a mist, I believe. Yeah, which, which freezes him. I believe it freezes him and Celeste is able to escape at this point. I thought she gets frozen a little Because we see later. her with the Ghostbusters later on. Okay, well then she can escape, but yes. For the, the time being. The death chill is out. Yes, that's oh, right. Oh, no. But not in a physical form yet. No. It's just more of a spiritual form. Yes. The energy is out and it's, start- it's starting to affect things. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and it's caused- So, this is where we have the ghost uh, the ghost librarian appear. Maybe we can also throw in where we couldn't fit it in before the, the statue of the lion outside the library coming to life. Okay. So, all this supernatural stuff is happening around the city well, the, because the, the death chill has been released, yeah, presumably. The, the lion really reminds me a lot of the gargoyles from the first movie or the, like, you know, the little dogs. Yeah, Vincent Zul from and, the previous And I movie. think they're going to have a similar impact. They're just going to get come to life and just chase people around. Yeah, for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Thus, we need more ghost busting done. Yeah. Winston has to put the suit back on again. Ray has to put the suit back on again. Mm-hmm. Business is booming again. Uh, and then I suppose let's just hop, skip and jump forward a little bit <laughs> sure. because we don't have time to- Well, I also well, don't know what's going to happen The at middle this point. bit's just going to be going from place to place, uh, just stopping Oh, and you have Slimer back as well. Why not? Yes. Trevor runs into Slimer, who's, you know, eating garbage from a garbage pile. Because the ghosts in the facility escape, right? Yes, yes. So, so maybe that's a good way to pad out the middle of the movie. So we also see, you know, the ghost containment unit? Yes. So at some point, our Ghostbusters, they look at the ghost containment unit. It's like bouncing around and, and there's bashing sounds coming from inside it. 
And Phoebe says, you know, what the heck is trying to get out of there? And, uh, of course, I think it's explained that, you know, 40 years worth of ghosts are in there. Yeah. And we see in the trailer when um, the death chill f- manifests itself into a physical form, the first thing it does is rip open the ghost containment unit. So, we know that the death chill is going to rip open the containment unit and then have this army of ghosts that it commands. And then once it has this army of ghosts, we know that uh, it's going to freeze over New York City entirely. Yeah. Creating Manhattan a new Island. ice age. Correct. And we see a lot of scenes where New York is frozen. There's a lot mm-hmm. of snow. People are frozen solid. Yes. Yeah. There are people that are just frozen. Where they and stand. if you touch them, they just shatter like yeah. glass. So, I think a big important thing is don't touch glass. We need him later. Yeah. Unless which, they kill him off. Which but, is know. concerning, right? Like, because there's going to be a death toll here. That yeah. People, people dying. I, well, I kept getting reminded of Shazam here. You know, Dr. Watsky at one point says, you know, for the first time in history in New York- People froze to death in the middle of July. So, we know that people are going to die from this whole freezing event. Yeah. Even though there's a heat wave, the whole city's frozen. So, yeah, our Ghostbusters need to get on the front foot. I think also, just to throw it in there, when they go to the library, they're going to find out that this event had happened before. Yeah. So, maybe the original Ice Age was caused by this death chill. Yeah. And somehow, people managed to defeat the death chill, contain it in this artifact, imprison it. And now that it's back out again, they're going to have the have same Cause events. a second ice age, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, that's a great theory. I did think that as well. I'm so glad you brought it up. So, yeah, is the is New York City frozen at this point, should we say? Yeah. I guess I- once the death chill forms itself and goes to break out the, the ghost, I guess uh, Phoebe will try and step in to stop it and it will, it will attack her. And that's when Celeste has the moment where she goes, get away from her, you bitch. Or Lucky. Lucky, sorry. <laughs> I'm going to do it every time. It's <laughs> all right. We know who you mean. But yes, Lucky comes in. And says, get away from her, you bitch. And then she might be frozen at this point. Frozen to the eyelashes. And that's a good incentive for Trevor, right? Yeah. He's got that extra level of motivation. Not that he wouldn't have incentive either. To save it. True. But yeah, he's- But he needs something to do. It's a dramatic point for him. He's like, we've got to save her. Yeah. And Lars too, I guess. And Lars. Yeah, sure. Don't touch them, they'll shatter. So, we'll leave them for the time being. And we'll hope that by defeating the death chill, we'll uh, thaw everybody out who's frozen. Mm Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be the overall goal because you rescue all these people who, who might still be alive under there. Yeah. Well, once you get rid of the, once you defeat the uh, death chill, then everybody goes back to normal. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So, yeah. So, it feels like we're leading up to the final climax. Now, weirdly enough, we did see uh, Lucky in the in the scene gearing up when Bill Murray comes in. So, that's confusing me. All but, right. But- so, they find a way to save- Lucky. They find a way to throw unless, Lucky out. Unless when Bill Murray turns up to help them fight, you know, they, they call in everybody. Bill Murray comes in and says, hey, need a hand. That's when the Death Chill turns up in person to release the contained ghosts. Okay. So, maybe we just put that scene okay, back that. a little bit. Yeah, sure. And then during that scene, this is when all hell breaks loose yep. and then Celeste gets frozen. Celeste gets frozen. Cool. Okay, that now, we're up to the point we're in no man's land. So, yes. this is just pure speculation. Now, in, in the trailer, we saw them face off against the Death Chill, and the Death Chill is giant. Um, yes, that's right. So, it's no I marshmallow. The more, man the more fear it feeds on, the bigger and stronger it gets. So, it's it's massive, it's powerful, and it's commanding all the ghosts. Obviously, their proton packs are not enough to defeat this thing. Yes, yeah, I thought or the same too. Maybe they are. Maybe it's proton packs. Well, it can the freeze artifacts. the proton rays from the proton packs. Yes. So, we know that it's, it's cold. Its ice powers are so strong that it can freeze like nuclear energy, which is impressive. So, they've got to do something else to defeat it. That's what cool. that is, I have not thought about and I have no idea. <laughs> yes, okay. Um, so, it's going to be a MacGuffin. <laughs> it always comes down to they've got to do something. Like, Ray's going to stand there and babble some science nonsense. Uh-huh. 
and be like, oh, we're going to do the defender, blah, blah, blah. Well, do you think that'll work? It's very unstable. Oh, yes, if we, we've got a slight chance of destroying the universe, that's standard thing that they do at the end of every Ghostbusters movie. Then they all have to do some science to defeat the, yeah. uh, the big boss. Maybe it's like a numbers game. Maybe they all need to, you know, everybody, like they need a whole bunch of people doing something at once, which is the yeah. reason why you've got, you know, the receptionist being a Ghostbuster in the Ghostbusters uniform, you know, and, and everybody sort of. Maybe they all face up against the death chill with their hands on their hips and they go, we're not afraid of you anymore. <laughs> Or We're and, all going to turn our backs turn on you. their backs they on you. Turn the backs. Oh, chills like, oh, no. What movie was that off? Was that, that was Merlin? From, that was from the Merlin TV yes, series. Yes, yes. Wait. With Sam Neill. If, if we all ignore him, he'll go away. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't think they're going to do that because that's too similar to what they did at the end of the second Ghostbusters movie, yes. if you remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the giant Statue of Liberty. <laughs> Oh, what a ride. All right. So, uh, he's going to- Ray's going to say some science mumbo jumbo. Um, yeah. Let's, we're not going to guess it, but we'll, let's just guess something that we think is going to- How it's going to- um, Well, they need to destroy it. Mm-hmm. So, they, they've got to come up with some scientific way to destroy the death chill. Or at least recontain it. But no, it's usually the circumstance where they destroy the, the villain rather than yes, recontain they it. they will destroy the villain. Yeah. Because if they recontain them, that means they can come back. And it's going to shatter in ice is what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. I have no, like I said, I have no strong theories because they- anything can happen. Like, we're in a sort of world where you can't really follow logic. Yeah. It'll be, what it'll, okay, here, okay. Phoebe's going to invent something new. Yes. And- so, Ray and Phoebe will combine mental forces yeah. to invent, like, a new machine which will be able to suck up all the ghosts, depleting uh, the uh, big chill, the, the big chill. Yeah, so it'll be a combination of Phoebe's- The death chill's uh, power, and it will cause it to shrink down and shatter. Yeah, it'll be a combination of Phoebe's sort of inventiveness, like her inventions, her science, and mm. raise occult yes. stuff. And then they combine that together, create a super weapon, take down the monster. Sounds great. Boom, great day. We don't have to put any more mental energy into it. Uh, death chill shatters, everybody comes to life- because remember in the previous movie, we didn't predict this, but the way that they defeated Goza in that movie was that they created a giant ghost trap out of the dirt farm that uh, Egon was was setting up previously. Yeah. So, we never would have predicted that. And in fact, we didn't predict that. No, so there's no. no way we're going to predict how they're going to defeat the ghost. We can just sort of speculate the loose direction like we just did. I, I kind of think that might be close. I mean, you know, they could, yeah. do, they could do anything. They defeat it with science. There we go. As simple as that. Science saves the day. And then everyone is thawed out. Great. Everyone's like, thawed out. People resume their natural lives. Like, you yeah. know, people go to hug each other. Walter Peck is like frozen and he, someone destroys him. No. <laughs> Walter Peck's like, well, maybe you guys are doing a good thing. <laughs> maybe I should. Maybe we should. And they shake hands with Walter Peck. Yes. Oh, and nice. then he, go, he gets invited to the big barbecue at the end. So, yes. <laughs> Uh, there's still one seat yeah. left. Yeah, absolutely. He he just wants to be a Ghostbuster, Walter Peck. Can I be? Yeah, a yeah. He becomes an honorary Ghostbuster yeah, okay. at, the, at the end. I think uh, we've covered almost everything that's in my notes. Uh, everything that I took note of from the trailer. But there's one scene. There's one scene left. <laughs> so we see in the trailer one of the trailers that uh, Phoebe plays chess with a ghost. 
I'm presuming that this is going to be our Egon yeah. reference in this movie, but they won't physically show Egon like they did in the previous movie. Well, that was very... Some people liked that. A lot of people didn't like yes, that. Yes, I so didn't like it personally. I don't think they're going to do that again. I think and they I just, don't think they need to do it. I think, yeah, they're not going to physically show him, but they're just going to have him be there as a, like a subtle presence for Phoebe like he was in the previous movie. Yeah. They're just going to have one little moment referencing it, and then that's it. Yeah, you could just have a moment where she's playing chess and there's somebody... There's a ghost playing chess back and someone asks her, Phoebe, what are you doing? And she's like, oh, just playing with, you know. Or well, maybe she says, great to see you, you know, granddad or whatever. Yeah. Don't make a big deal about yeah. it. Yeah. can be a nice moment. can be left to our imagination. Like right at the end of the movie, I can see this happening. Yeah. Or, you know, at the house. But yeah, well, let's throw it at the end of well, the movie. Well, it's in a park in New York and she's wearing a Ghostbusters outfit. So, it's not at the house. Okay. Then let's say it's at the end. Yeah, it would be one of the final scenes of the movie. Everyone reunites. Uh, Lucky is thought out. Yes. Lars is thought out. Thank God we cared so much about him. And uh, maybe Trevor's just like, oh, do, do you want to be my girlfriend? She's like, I actually already have a boyfriend. <laughs> and That'd be funny. Maybe they'll actually have a romance this time. Who knows? That's not really something they do no, in, not really. in Hollywood movies for the most part, even though Callie and Gary had a relationship in the previous movie. That was done as a gag, though. Mm. The only movie that I can think of where, like, it ends in a romance that we've covered on this show is uh, Jungle Cruise. Wow. <laughs> That's <laughs> crazy. That weird? It's Jungle Cruise is the movie. Yeah. yeah. And they didn't even have a kissy in that movie. Yeah. They just sort of ended up together. Shazam doesn't get with Wonder Woman. Oh, Freddy does. Freddy gets a girlfriend. Oh, that's right. Sam too? Yeah, that's true. Mm. Yeah, anyway. Anyway, we could talk about that at a later date. So, yeah, is that you, are you happy with that? Yeah. Is there anything else you want to add? I don't think... Yeah, I, I think this movie is going to be really, Maybe really hard podcast to podcast and Phoebe have a kissy. Maybe. Everybody's just Everybody's having a kissy. Yeah, this movie's kind of hard to predict, but I think... I feel confident that we've at least got some of the beats of this movie. Some of the details, probably not, but that's the fun of it, right? We'll go in, see the movie, have a fun time. I've got to say, with this movie, there was a lot of people found them shooting at New York City and there was like a lot of people sort of taking photos and filming oh, really? things. Okay. Uh, I know Casey Neistat uh, found them filming as well. I think there was also like an environmental event when they were filming uh, part of it, but in all that, that didn't help me at all. So okay, I think okay, we're cool. I think we're solid. Okay, cool. Cool. I'm happy with that. Uh, do you, okay, so one thing we're going to have to think about is last movie was like Cameo City at the end. At the very end of the movie, we had a whole lot of cameos to previous movies. Do you think that's something they're going to do again this time? Will we have a sneaky sort of Sigourney Weaver, Dana Barrett cameo? No, I think the cameos that we mentioned are going to be it. Will they drag good old... Uh, Rick Moranis out of retirement to play Lewis Tully again. Well, they dragged him out for an ad with uh, Ryan Reynolds, right? They did. That might have been a charity, though. I think it was for charity. Maybe he was more okay with that. So it's possible to bring him out, but and and if they did, I would love that. But I don't know, man. Yeah, yeah, that's something I'm not confident. He hasn't. I can guarantee you they won't bring any of the 2016 Ghostbusters in for cameos because we already talked about that last time. They would never do that. Imagine if they did, though. Imagine if they did, though. There would be it would be like, if you thought Hell in the Streets with the death chill was something, <laughs> the, the actual fan reaction would be worse than that. The 2016 Ghostbusters come in and say, hey, i got to tell you, there's a whole multiverse out there. Yeah. <laughs> what In the uh, E.T. special episode plot, didn't that end with uh, Ray Stans uh, telling the main characters, telling Elliot and Ettie that- uh, Yes. There's like an 80s multiverse out there. Yes, and, and they have to up. fight gremlins or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was it. Yeah, maybe the same thing happens here. <laughs> maybe. No, can't see them going that crazy with it. So, I mean, they're already leaning enough on nostalgia, so we don't really need a whole lot of uh, 
super cute cameos because we've already got all the characters here. Yeah. Like, the only one they could really throw in is Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. And then potentially Lewis Tully. Potentially, but I don't see but Lewis Tully. I can't Tully. see that happening, yeah. I think, I think the cameos that we see in the trailer and the cameos that we know- uh, Are all we're going to get. Are all we're going to get. That's a safe assumption. And other than that, we're going to have some sweet little cute moments here and there, but that's all we need, really. Yeah. Yeah. The last movie had a lot of nice little references. I think that yeah, was Yeah, well, like I said, great. all the characters that we that were cameos in uh, uh, that movie are already in this movie, so. We need to mention as well, saw in the trailer, the little um, marsh- Puff, Marshmallow, uh, Marshmallow Man. Men are running around, so yeah, that's right. they make an appearance. Because they are just in the research facility. Okay. So, what they're one of the captured ghosts that they're studying. Cool. So, that's, that's all that was. I thought what? it was so, like, unnecessary and on the nose that I didn't even really want to mention it. <laughs> but I guess we should mention it for well, points. It gives us in, points. In the future. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, of course. Cool. Well, so- that's everything we thought was going to happen in Ghostbusters Frozen Empire. But what do you, the dear listener, think is going to happen in Ghostbusters Frozen Empire? You can let us know in several locations. You can send us an email at potentialspoilerspod at gmail.com. You can find us on our social media pages on Instagram, Twitter, and uh, Facebook. And you can also leave us a comment on this episode's page on our Podbean site, which is just potentialspoilers.podbean.com. Several places you can let us know your theories. Have we missed anything in the trailers? Is there something that you've spotted that we haven't talked about? can let us know any of your thoughts over in those places. Yeah, is your name Dan Aykroyd? And yeah, well, have, he would know. Yeah, and have and have information about occult stuff that's actually very real that we're missing out on. Maybe the Warrens are going to call in. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I thought like his uh, weird occult shop was just like the Warrens, the Warrens shop yeah. that they have in there. Well, it's just their house in the in the movie. It's very in their conjuring movies for anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about. But yes, so that wraps up everything that we're here to discuss this week. But before we go, let's talk about what we're going to be talking about next week. As is standard, we're doing another installment of actual spoilers, and we're doing a yet another double feature, so we've got a whole week's worth of work ahead of us. Fun times, Two movies to cover, and the two movies that we're talking about next week, we're seeing how well we did predicting the plot of next week, are uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, a oh, movie man. that I completely forgot that we covered. Oh, man. I don't, I don't forget about that movie ever. Oh, really? I have personal reasons. We'll talk about it. Okay. Next episode. And then the other movie that we're covering next week is a movie that you might be a little bit happier about, Manny D, because it's Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Hell yeah. I didn't forget about covering that one. Two Disney movies. There you go. There's the connection between the two. (laughs) We can probably find better connections when we rewatch the movies, but yeah, I'm calling straight away that the two two movies movies. are two Disney movies. Yep. Yep. So please join us next week when we're going to see how well we did with predicting both Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness and Chippendale Rescue Rangers. But until then, if you need a plot that needs to be spoiled, who are you going to call? People think they're seeing ghosts, and they call these bozos who conveniently show up to deal with the problem with a fake electronic light show. Everything was fine with our system until the power grid was shut off by Dickless here. They caused an explosion. Is this true? Yes, it's true. This man has no dick. Can I tell you something else? What? Buster makes me feel good. It makes me feel good.